All right, Jean, are you ready to be counted in? I'm ready, Mommy. Ready in Hamesh. Arba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P. Thanks for being here in my room with my raccoon and my balloon. This balloon is looking sad. It's time to change. <laughs> Hi, thank you for, for watching. If you like this show, subscribe to it so that you can be notified and you don't miss a minute. Uh, let's get some business out of the way before we get to some very important where my mom's at topics. Okay, uh, the live show, September 22nd, we are streaming live from Austin, Texas, in the Paramount Theater. I mean, we are talking 1,000 maniac mommies together in one room. And in, you know, in line with keeping Austin weird, we have got a spectacularly weird show for you, a heavy segment you've never even dreamed of. It's so bizarro. Uh, if you want to watch it streaming live, get your tickets now. Uh, they're on the, my website, Christina P. Online, as well as ymhstudios.com. And then you can watch the rebroadcast until September 30 if you if you can't watch it streaming. Okay, moving along, Oklahoma City, September 23rd through 25th. And then I do October 6th and 7th in Indian Apple Tits at Helium. I love that. October 21st through 23rd, Denver Comedy Works. Tickets are almost gone for that one. November 4th, I'm doing Raleigh. That's one night only in Raleigh, North Carolina. And that, oh God, November 19th through 20. Um, 20th, Atlanta, Georgia at the punchline, November 26th through 28th, Salt Lake City, Utah. And then in December, San Antonio, Orlando. And that's the year. Isn't that bananas, guys? We are already into the holidays. Now, happy Rosh Hashanah. Uh, did you celebrate Nadav? And a happy Rabba Shava on to you. Um, <laughs> Rabba Shava ding dong. <laughs> I, uh, what was it? I think it was the same day as Labor Day, which I think we were working. So, uh, oh, so, so you didn't request the Jewish holiday off? I, I mean, I never. How dare you? I never really do. It's, uh, I know. Like, I mean, do you want me to take off all of September, Christina? <laughs> I know. Is that, is that right? Is September the big Jewish it's just jam-packed with all these J holidays. The there's, J holidays. There's uh, <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. There's Yom Kippur. There's, uh, what else is there? I think there's Sukkot. Uh, What's Sukkot? Sukkot is kind of our tent holiday. It's uh, We were wandering in the desert for 40 years, and we slept in shitty tents. So now once a year, we make those shitty tents and party in it and sleep in it. Oh, yes, I've heard of that. I, I've seen the tents. I like the tents. Yeah, the, the palm okay. leaves and stuff. You have you, to shake you a palm said, leaf. I've seen that, yes. In my old neighborhood, they built the, uh, yeah. the sukkah. And then smell now, really you weird said, lemon. You said Rosh Hashanah. Is that the right way to pronounce it? I've been saying Rosh Hashanah my whole life. No, that's fine. Uh, like Because the whole translating from Hebrew into phonetic English, it's... Yeah. Like you're close enough, you know, it's uh, close Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, like in Hebrew, like uh, without an accent is Rosh Hashanah. So it's all. Yeah. It's all really. Close. So you sounded like a, your dad just there. Yeah. Rosh Hashanah. I sound like my dad, like my dad's dad, like my mom's dad. I sound like everyone's <laughs> Israeli. Chris dad. Larson, uh, happy Rosh Hashanah to you. And <laughs> have happy Rosh you Hashanah been... to you, too. <laughs> yes. 
Thank you. A lot of people watch this show as a companion piece to your mom's house. And how are um, your DMs? They're, they're more active than they usually are. Um, <laughs> getting uh, a lot more butthole pics than I anticipated, but that's Sweet. not a good thing. Not a good You don't thing. like the butthole pics. They're not women's. <laughs> they're not women's. You're getting male butthole pics. I mean, is that surprising? No. I, I tell you, I'm amazed that people even send pictures of their genitals um, on the Internet ever I, to strangers. It's, it's just it's baffling to me. It baffles me, too. I, I don't understand why you'd want that out there in any capacity. I know. I mean, even even, you know, pre like in the analog days, you would take naughty pictures on a <laughs> on a regular camera or a disposable camera. And then you would have to face the humiliation and shame of having those photos developed at like the right aid. And you just like, you knew that the employees were like, dude, have you seen this guy's dick? Or like, these are tit pics. And then you would have to face the person who developed your film. And like, if you could do that, if you had the cojones to face somebody like you, you go ahead, you can take those pics. It's a, it's a rite of passage, but now it's just like, there's no uh, shame barrier to cross. It's like, I don't know. And then and then who's who's going to stop that person from sharing your dick with the whole world? Exactly. My reasons for never sharing that with anyone, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hold on. But then, Christina, then how do you and Tom show affection to each other if you don't send each other <laughs> pictures of your butthole? <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> It's <laughs> so awful. <laughs> so, share, showing your love with a b-hole pick. I love that. We should start that trend. Of like, do you love somebody? Send them a picture of your b-hole on your mom's house. I mean, I feel like that's like off, you're <laughs> offering vulnerability at that point. <laughs> oh, vulnerability. Yeah. Showing them your a-hole and your b-holes. <laughs> All right. So any hoodles, uh, you know. Halloween is upon us. It's my favorite holiday, as you know, as a recovering goth girl. It's like I just I love these next few months, October, November, December. I love it all. Um, you know, and I know a lot of us have bad memories from our shitty family ruining our lives around the holidays. But I've decided to rebrand and I do it my way and I and I go crazy. So I went to the Hobby Lobby here in Tejas to buy Halloween um decorations. Um, and um, I noticed there were none. There were none. I couldn't seem to find the aisles. My children and I were running up and down. I was like, what is going on? There's fall. There's Christmas. Really? There's uh, uh, I found silly mugs that say it's time to spill tea. I've, I found um, this great plaque I'm going to put in YMH studios that says we don't call 911 and it's two guns like this and bullets. And I was like, welcome to Texas. It's like, there's treasures in the Hobby Lobby. However, nothing for hollow jeans. So I go, I ask the lady, I go, where's your Halloween aisle? And she's like, oh, Hobby Lobby is a Christian establishment. And they believe that hum, Halloween is satanic. <laughs> and we don't sell Halloween stuff. And I was like, all right, hell Satan. I'm going to Michael's Arts and Crafts later, bitch. But uh, I, hey, look, I respect it if that's their belief. But I, I didn't know that is what I'm trying to say. And it's definitely a culture shock as an Angelino that this is one of many things in the South I'm having to reconcile with. It's like, oh, dude, 
oh, Christians. So like essentially, I feel like I've just um, I left the woke and I came to Jesus. <laughs> I have to choose. Yeah, choose. Actually, you know? yeah. So who do you choose? Do you choose Pick the woke poison. or do you choose Jesus? I know it's. It, they're, you know, they both have their merits and their downsides. Ooh, actually, yeah, that is a really good. Would you rather? Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather that your spouse that you choose for the rest of your life that you can't divorce? Oh God! Is the most woke person that you've ever oh, met. God. Corrects you on everything, being like, oh, "Actually, God. you didn't ask what their pronouns are, so don't assume what they're like." That type of stuff all the time. Like hardcore SJ Dub spouse. Yeah, like hardcore, oh. hardcore woke or. <laughs> they're super into Hobby Lobby and not their arts and crafts, but more their mentality. So they're super Christian. Right. They're anti-pagan. Oh, uh, God. You know, a whole lot of like do unto others type of shit. <laughs> okay. What would you rather? Well, okay. I will say for the moment, I'm going to go Jesus because that's kind of what I'm doing. And here's why. But here's why. On the surface, there's all that moral crap, right? Like the surface is love thy neighbor, don't steal, don't fornicate out of wedlock, all these bullshit, like these rules, but then everybody breaks them behind closed doors. <laughs> At least we're breaking those. We're trying, we're aspiring to be great and you're going to fall short. And I think the Christians kind of have built that into the system, which is why we repent so frequently. Um, however, the woke, the, no fun. There's no fun. They don't, they don't party. They don't. There's no drinking. There's no you can't fuck up with the woke. Like at least in Jesus, you can be redeemed. You can make an accident and you make an oopsie and then you just say a few Hail Marys or whatever and then you're out. But the woke, they're punished. Right. They cancel you and you're damned to hell forever. And there's no redemption or statute. And there's of limitations. no alcohol. <laughs> yeah, there's statute of limitations. There's no forgiveness and there's no parties. There's no, at least in the South, they have margarita and taco parties all the time. These True. fools love to drink. Yeah. I don't know. What's your vote? Could the woke are no fun. At least the Christians are sometimes fun. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot more crying with the woke spouse, you know, where it's oh, just like a whole lot God. more. Just like, like, cause I think if you come across someone that's super Christian, I think on the surface you do have like the thought just like, Ah, they mean well, you know, like yeah. like their intentions are good. <laughs> Whereas just like they're not trying to fuck my shit up as opposed to like the woke shit. It's just like, a, hey, man, you're treading all over my, my nuts over here. Why don't you back the fuck up? <laughs> you're right. Like their whole thing is to fuck your nuts up. Right. As you just said. Yeah, like, leave my nuts alone. Yeah. Their whole thing is to look for things wrong with you all the time. Like you didn't say, you know, Nadav, the shirt you're wearing, I find to be culturally insensitive because that's a white girl and she's dressed like a chola. And yeah. And to have to like constantly check yourself as I mean, the Christians do it, too. But right. I feel like there's a little but like more you said, there's like behind closed room. doors. They yeah. still kind of have fun as opposed to the woke. Shit. Yeah. The door. The door's never closed. It's always open. You can always look in, and it's always like, hey, am I doing okay? Am I offending anybody? Please check me. I need to be checked. <laughs> and the Christians don't go through your tweets from 10 years ago and cancel you. Like, True. I don't even think they, can, when, they know Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. That's the best. But, yeah, they're so out of it that they're, like, just reading an old school Bible. They're not even in, in the social media world. Yeah, like at least to God, when what happened that like the Christians became more liberal than <laughs> woke? Uh, Chris Larson, what do you choose? Well, here's the thing: if the this Christian is as intense as this 
hypothetical woke person, like it sounds like you're giving this Christian a lot more credit than mm. is deserved. It's like, oh, would I want someone who's pretty chill or not chill at all? <laughs> um, oh. uh, obviously, okay. it's going to be um, a much harder decision. I don't really know mm. um, because that hyper religiosity would drive me insane too um the well plus you're not you know what you're not checking your personal privilege right now i can hear it in your white male voice <laughs> fair enough uh <laughs> um i yeah because i mean i i understand both like i i would lose my mind if i had to <laughs> watch what i say every time i go home but i feel like i would also lose my mind if someone was telling me like i'm going to hell because I said the Lord's name in vain. No, 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 no. Different kind of religion. Instead of instead of them telling you, you said you're they going- had to be just as crazy woke or crazy no, Christian yeah. as crazy woke. But I mean, I know the like I've met some of those kinds, and they don't say you're going to hell. They say, "Oh, I'm gonna pray for you this Sunday." Yeah, like, they say that <laughs> yeah. stuff, which still makes you feel bad. But it's it's like, a, oh, that's a that's a you thing that I don't need to like worry about, you know. So they're they're, but, not, they're not gonna call you out on it, right? They're just gonna be like, "Ooh, I feel bad for that person," but they're it's not gonna like- try and correct you. Yeah, it's well, more we're like dealing with two different types of people here. Shame. <laughs> well, because when I pictured the Christian, I actually pictured the, the Irish nuns that I went to high school with. Oh, I picture so, a nun. So violent? <laughs> no, they're not violent. They weren't violent when I. Oh, okay. when I by the time <laughs> I was in school, it wasn't like that anymore. Like, I picture a nun, and nuns are actually very forgiving because they're used to you being an idiot. I don't know. So, oh, so yeah, cool. Chris, are you going to marry a nun or are you going to marry a woke person? <laughs> but this nun fucks. <laughs> this nun fucks, dude. Not until marriage, though. <laughs> well, yeah, but I yeah, mean, you have to wait. Don't worry. You're going to run to that pretty quickly, though, that, in this. <laughs> um, it's like 90 day fiance. You have like 30 days with them, but like you're definitely getting married after the 30 days. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Oh man, I I might have I might have to go woke on this. What? Yeah. Why? I I don't think I could handle cuz like I'm also have I would have to also deal with that kind of that constant judgment cuz like they're going to forgive you but you're like, "Oh, if you care about them forgiving you, they're always going to you're always going to be disappointing them." Do you, you know? do you think but, you're not going to get constant judgment from the woke? Oh, person? I would, as, but as I would stop guy, caring yeah. if I disappoint them, right? Because oh. it's like that's sort of the baseline I'm at now. It's like, oh, you're upset about everything. Whereas if it's like, oh, uh, like a nun, it's like uh, disappointing them again. Oh, fucking hell! Like I can't do anything right, kind of thing. You know what's so interesting with men is that I think that's the male the male side of the relationship is constantly feeling like they're disappointing the woman. Like I've noticed in um, couples therapy <laughs> or and, like every drama on TV, the man is always like, I feel like I'm disappointing you constantly. Like, oh, that's a that's interesting because I, I just miss mean that the women are acting like they are disappointing them all the time. Like, God, you're so fucking stupid. God, your dick is so small. Like, oh, you're such a loser. You know, you know, like I was watching. Yeah. Huh? I was rewatching all of Sex in the City. I went through like it's so depressing. I go through phases where I watch, I rewatch it because I miss that show so much. And 
you know, I've, that show's been with me since the two, early 2000s. And now as like a middle-aged mom re-watching Sex in the City all over again, I have so much more sympathy for all the characters, um, especially Charlotte. I feel like I relate to Charlotte. Like I'm way more Charlotte now than I ever was. <laughs> um, and then, um, but Sarah Jessica Parker, it's like, get your shit together. I still feel like she's so lost and I still don't get the relationship between you know, big in her. It's he's such a, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the movies, but in the sex in the city movie, he stands her up at the altar. He just doesn't show up for their wedding. Pretty cool guy. It's so fucked up. And then at the end, they end up together again. I'm like, in what possible world does this ever happen this way? Ooh. I mean, I would be so hurt Actually, by a man, but then that's their dynamic. Big's just a jerk. And I'm a sucker for bit. Like what? Could you ever picture yourself in that scenario where, you know, like almost justify it where someone did leave you at the altar? What oh would need God, to happen for you to accept to actually marry them after that? Speaking of forgiveness, never. <laughs> like I would I would have I would kill them. I would find a, hit, a Hungarian hitman, And I would fucking kill him. Like, I, I can't even imagine. I'd, I, there is no I, I got done. Eighty six, dude. Right. You got to. I mean, you got to. You can't take that person back. Yeah, because once you prove that you could decide to fuck me over that hard, it's like, well, how do I know you're yeah. not gonna fuck me over again? That's that's and that's funny you say that, Nadav, because that's the feeling I had watching the second Sex in the City movie the whole time. I was thinking to myself, how does she trust Big? How does she go back to trusting him? And she clearly doesn't. You know, she's testing the relationship because she kisses Aiden. Remember that scene? Who can forget? Uh, I haven't watched any of it. I know the character names. So, yeah, the whole thing is so silly, but I do miss that show and such great fashion and such great characters and they'll never replace that. Now, that being said, a lot of you have been uh, tagging me and tweeting uh, about the new smash hit movie on Netflix, trending top 10 in the United States. He's all that with my favorite actor from Cobra Kai. I forget his name. Um, can we look up his name? This cutie tootie, fresh and fruity. This little boy was in Cobra Kai and he plays the strong silent type in Cobra Kai. He's got one expression on Tanner his face Buchanan. the whole time. Tanner Buchanan. <laughs> if that isn't 12 year old girl masturbation material name, like Tanner, Tucker, Connor, Ricky. These are all heartthrob. There he is. Tanner Buchanan is not his real name. No way. His real name is like Fred Dershowitz Lipsky, right? And then his show business. Name. Look at him. <laughs> yeah, you think this is a J? <laughs> I don't know. We don't, don't look, look like that, bro. <laughs> God, he's so cute. So Tanner Buchanan, heartthrob from uh, Cobra Kai, is in the remake of He's All That. Now, if you've seen the original, she's all that. Get it? It's from the 90s. It's when the other heartthrob, Freddie Prince Jr., was the lead character, and he's like the jock. And it's a great typical high school thing where, like, I dare you to turn the nerd girl into the homecoming queen. And, like, of course, the nerd girl is she just wears glasses, but she's like smoking hot. And all they have to do is take off her glasses 
and she's got like a bod and everything. It's not like the nerd girl is 400 pounds and is in band and has acne. Like she's, you know, she's fucking hot. Have you seen the movie? I hate to she's admit it, that. but I saw She's All That. And then about a week or two ago, I saw He's All That. No! So I have seen, and yeah, and there wasn't even a good reason for it. It wasn't like I was hanging out with the lady and she was like, oh, let's watch it. I was just like, uh, oh, this kid. Oh, they remade this movie? All right, let's give it a go. And then. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. I was in. Okay, so. It was the dumbest shit. <laughs> dumbest okay and here's why like first of all she's all that's the dumbest too let's be let's be honest it, they're both stupid it took this remake for me to realize how dumb the original was because yeah it, it's, it's garbage because then i finally identified with like the uh oh she was already hot you just like took yeah. her glasses off this, yeah. this tanner buchanan kid he was already gorgeous you know you just Smoking. gave him a fucking haircut you know smoke show and they totally put a lot of easter eggs for us gen x moms because Every shirt he wears is a band I love. So oh, you really? know they were just pandering to all the moms watching this shit that grew up in the 90s that are like, oh, I love Black Flag or I love The Clash or, you know, the whole time I'm like, oh, yeah, this, this guy was my boyfriend in high school. I fucking love this. Um, but here's what I noticed. Okay, both both movies being horribly equal, which they are horrible. Let's yeah. be real. Look, They're entertaining this, as shit. This is ugly Tanner Buchanan. Yeah. Ugh, what a dog. Woof. Look at him. Those disgusting blue eyes, that perfect body. Ugh. Yeah. And then <laughs> what a dog. Yeah, there he is. He's got one expression. There's that. And then there's one where he still can't close his mouth. And then it's like he looks down. He looks up and then he looks down. There he is. And there he is in his suit. And that's at the... Um, the F. Scott Fitzgerald party, which, by the way, nobody fucking has. I love how, like, how rich are these kids? Jeez. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, that was a theme in the what? movie. That, yeah. That was how the, the the what's her name, the, the TikTok girl was able to relate to him. I was just like, no, don't you see? I'm, I'm poor, so I get what it's like to be as ugly as you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because back in the 80s and the 90s, the teen movies were about class. It was all about the rich the rich versus the poor and the nerds versus the geeks. Um, so that's, that's a timeless theme, but this, I'm sorry, the nerds versus the jocks, not the nerds right, versus right, the right. geeks. That doesn't make sense. Uh, so, okay. So, uh, so there's that parallel. Oh, oh, what I did notice is like, first of all, shameless product placement. And he's all that. It was literally every five seconds, somebody had a bag of Doritos perfectly you know, taking the chips out. And then at one point, this girl goes, they're at, a, they're at the karaoke party or whatever. And she goes, but I have to stay for my free pizza hut. <laughs> Who calls it pizza hut? You don't go, I'm good. I can't wait to eat my round table. You don't, you just go like, I'm with pizza, you know? Um, so the product placement was just littered throughout this one. And if you'll notice, too, so what really struck me in this is how sad it was that everything was about social media. It made me feel sad. And then secondly, right. how made up the girls are like you look at older teen movies and the, and those girls looked like teenagers. Like I watched Can't Buy Me Love this last weekend. Is and that, that the Nick Cannon movie? No, no. Oh, I'm thinking Can't of Love Don't Lo Cost a Thing. <laughs> okay. That's the urban remake. They always have to, they used to do that. They would do like versions. Um, so the girl in that one is, she's just like a blonde 
cutie tootie, but she looks like a teenager. She's dead, by the way, of drugs. Amanda Person or whatever her name is. She was like the hot girl everybody wanted to be. But look, she looks like she's 16. And the girl in He's All That, like she's made, look, look, see, look, she's made up like a regular teenage girl. You're like, oh, there's a sweet little girl. But you Google, Google, he's all that. And look at the girl in that one. And you're like, dude, you're made up like a fucking hooker. Like every frame, she's like tits out. It's like full face of makeup, full barrel curls in the hair. You're like, who is they are kids really dressing like this? I mean, she's so perfect. It's like, how do you live up to that? But the one thing is she wasn't that thin, which was kind of nice. She was regular because everybody was much skinnier back in the day oh you're being you're being genuine yeah okay no she was chunkier she was a little husky i was like kind of thick for a lead girl but you know (laughs) well she's also like the number one tiktoker this she is in real life yeah tom met her at uh at the ufc event when he went to go see the fights oh that's this is a girl oh Uh how funny Yeah, there was also a cameo or whatever, a role with um, a Kardashian. Do you remember that? She was oh, like, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. babe. Yeah, she's on her show. Hey, babe, I saw that you went viral. That doesn't work for me. I was like, wow, zero emotion. And it was you guys the- couldn't buy an acting coach, Kardashian. It was the funniest. I I, I don't think I think that was the so hardest. I, I belly laughed during the entire movie. <laughs> Cause like I think this the girl's character in he's all that got broken up with on video on live TikTok or something, and yeah. everyone focused on her snot bubbles. Yeah, and then the Kardashian is just like, yo, that snot bubble, way too big. Yeah. We gotta drop you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like this chick's in fucking high school. Like, how devastating is this? <laughs> He's the poor I girl. Know. I know. I know. And I also noticed, too, that um, the characters were very bland. So in in older movies, people had personalities. You know, there's like the bitch who's really a bitch. There's just like gradations of of just personality. And and I think what's happened now is the kids are just everybody's so afraid to have a personality because they're going to get judged so harshly for it. Your comments will be negative and you're going to be called out for being this and that. It's like. I feel I feel really I feel bad for them because there's no personality. All these fucking characters were exactly the same. Like, hey, I saw that you're interested in dating Tina. Yeah, it's really cool. She's really nice. That's so great. Good for you. You go, girl. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Nobody has a fucking point of view. Nobody has a personality. You know, I remember I watched Can't Buy Me Love. Literally in the first few scenes, you see like, what's up, nerd? You look like a fucking cut to like the next thing, like. What's up, bros? I got a fart. Like everybody had a personality and everyone was doing something interesting, even if they weren't politically correct or, you know, the guy's a jerk. Court McCowan, the great Court McCowan, who's a comedian, is in Can't Buy Me Love. He's the douchebag jock. You know, and those characters were so wrong and horrible, but so funny and rich. And like, that's the world. That's what the world is made out of. Different people, different douchebags. So it was interesting. I, I, as a fan of teen movies, I'm a, I've seen them all. I love them all. Um, I'm very sad about how sanitized that movie was. Now, let's go to Kissing Booth 3, which I also There's got to watch. <laughs> but of course there is. There's Kissing Booth 1, 2, and now 3, where she has to decide if she's going to Harvard or 
Stanford, I think it's two. Wait, so she's been doing a kissing booth for three full movies, or is like is that the <laughs> no. the theme? It's it's just the first kissing booth. The first theme was of about the kissing booth, but it was the kissing booth that led to her relationship with the stud. And now it's like they're going to go to college and kissing booth three. What's going to happen? Is she going to go to the East Coast with her boyfriend or the West Coast with her best friend? So she has to choose between her best friend and her boyfriend. Now, what I do love about the Kissing Booth franchise um, is that there are three things, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Boom, which is a real teenage movie. They have personalities. They make mistakes. They fight. They screw. I mean, at one point in Kissing Booth 3, I was just shocked. She goes, like, she and her boyfriend just get horny talking by the pool, and they excuse themselves in front of their friends. That's a scene. They're like, excuse us. We got to go fuck, basically. And I was like, what? Rad. Like, I never had the audacity when I was hanging out with my friends. I wanted to excuse my boyfriend. I said that we could do that, but we never did. And just like, oh, I love damn. that. There, she's like, excuse us. We're going to go bang. I'm like, bit Whoa, of an understatement. Dude. This is the fucking booth, dude. Hell yeah, dude. Banging in that thing. <laughs> oh, and this is the kid the from Euphoria, fuck? right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like the transphobe, I think. Right, right? like the You're such a dude. fucking pussy. Yeah. Yeah, he's in love with the um, trans girl in that, that movie. In that, yeah, show. Man. Wait, was there yeah, as much so fucking rad. in the first one as there was in the third one? Yeah. Really? Well, no, because Kissing Booth 1, they're just starting to become sexually active. They're just kissing. So it's just Frenching. <laughs> and then, um, oh, sorry, Frenching and like feeling up. And then Kissing Booth 2 she does it. She goes Electric full throttle. Boogaloo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then by kissing booth three, she's a full hoe. Like she kissing is kissing booth full three is anal and shit. <laughs> anal booth three. Dude. It's so rad. Yeah, I, I really I'm I'm a huge fan of kissing. See, this is a little more realistic. Kids are banging. You know, I don't know what the big deal is. If you're banging other minors, it's all normal. It's all good. Just use protection. Yeah, look at that. He's kind of dopey looking. He looks a little downsy. He's got little eyes a little far apart. The little Does forehead's he? a bit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The forehead's a little low, you know? The eyes are doing something. It's okay. He's yeah. so cute. He's got those long Michael Phelps arms, too. He's a swimmer. Mm. He's no he's no Tanner Buchanan. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Who do you think's hotter, Noah, him, or that's his name, I think, Noah, or Tanner Buchanan? I, I don't mean, know. you know what? I, I gotta say Tanner because I, I, you're right. I don't know what it is. It's because he looks dumb with his mouth open, but something about his teeth yeah. being too big for like the inside of his mouth is yeah. something about that is just so magnetic. Magnetic, big teeth. <laughs> Plus, I think Tanner, I mean, both he and Noah are the strong, silent type, which is what is alluring to women, you know, but uh, I like the dark horse I'm, and I never liked the jocks. So there the you strong, go. silent type, is that because uh, uh, it's mysterious and women like mystery? Um, yeah, we don't want you to talk so much, like <laughs> shut the fuck up. You know, I think this whole movement of like men sharing their feelings is vile. I, I don't want to know them. I don't. I don't want to hear your feelings. I barely want to know mine. So it's just, it's sexually magnetic. You don't want a man crying on you. <laughs> feelings. You want to fuck? No, I don't. You've cried on me. You're right. my girlfriend. Just look hot and make sure you don't dry up my pussy. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm just kidding. I see. I like Tom's feelings, but in moderation. You know what I mean? So let's get to some where my mom's at business. You know, it's gosh, we, we have so many important topics. Okay. Here's some follow-ups from uh, episode 115. Hey, Jeans, you were talking about growing up in bars and clubs with your parents. I was one of those kids. There was a bar in the Valley called Weber's that my parents used to take my brother and I to when we were little. They had booths that looked like old-time carriages, so they would leave us in there while they went down and partied with their friends. I later found out they were doing coke while we were there. We also spent a lot of time at the German American Club in Santa Monica. My brother is five years younger, so he was about three and I was eight. I guess I was the babysitter. My mom was a waitress, so I also grew up in the office of the IHOP across the street from Canoga Park High School. Good times. Keeping them high and tight. (laughs) Yes. um, So some other places I frequented as a child growing up in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, My dad would go to Alpine Village, a German village, every October for Oktoberfest, meet my cousins there and my aunts and uncles, and just get ripped. And the kids would just run amok in Alpine Village among drunk Germans and Americans. Um, that was good. Club Med used to take me there, which is essentially a French swingers club. And I would run amok there and just make friends with the other kids and get into all kinds of mayhem. My dad was banging the waitress at the Lamplighter restaurant. I spent a lot of time there. And Albertson's checkout girl spent time in her apartment. Um, Cupid's hot dogs. A lot of times there, that was a lot of my dinner. A lot of the times that was a good spot. <laughs> really good parenting in the 80s. It's amazing. It's amazing you're still alive, but I'm glad you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think of some other shitholes that we Oh, Canoga Park bowling alley. I would oh, spend yeah. a lot of time in that arcade when my dad drank. Ooh, did, you ever, did you ever go to Moonlight Rollerway? Of course. Yeah. I love that one. That's so in many the Glendale. There. Yeah. And Skateland, but they closed that one down. Mm. Um, I got thrown out for smoking cigarettes at Skateland when I was 13. Jesus. But I, I <laughs> loved Skateland. Now that was fun when you, you meet the guy that you liked in sixth or seventh grade and you go to the roller rink and you'd see him there and like you'd hold hands and you'd skate to a song. Did you guys, did you guys ever get to do roller skating? Yeah. Right, yeah. You go and you, you know, you, uh, you like that's where you made your first big move, like for the first yeah. time. We we're like, hey, do you want to like skate to like this slow song? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gloria Stefan or some yeah. shit. Yeah, dude. And then you'd skate for three and a half minutes uh. and then your heart would be pounding for like the rest <laughs> of the night. You're like, oh my God, I, I, I pretty much just like had sex for the first time. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my God. That's right. Holding hands. And like skating to Lisa Lisa cult jam, like I wonder if I take you home. Was that was that her? Ooh, Would you still we, be in love, baby? We because like... I need you tonight. <laughs> yeah, we had more that Spice was... Girls and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and shit. Oh, okay, so you guys had the later jams. Mm-hmm. Backstreets back. All oh right. my god. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had to like remember those cool kids that could skate backwards. Oh, be like, fucking show off the yeah, ones that could like, seamlessly like just do yeah. 360s and you're like how are you but you're also curving how are you doing all that i know remember holding hands in a movie theater and like your hands would get so sweaty but like you wouldn't dare 
you know, you, you let you like let go to wipe your hand and then go back to the oh man, those are great times. Yeah. yeah good times. Good stuff. Great oldies. <laughs> I remember hearing um this girl got fingered at sixth grade in the movie theater oh, that, um in our class. That was, was a, like finger. That was a big time. Like when you find out like the what? first kid to get a blow job, the first like, yeah. kid to get fingered, you're like, Oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> Well, I'm not so sure this girl was the one to get fingered because she just had big boobs. Like, I think that whoever has the biggest boobs, it's assumed that she's a slut. Like, I don't think she really was going out with all these dudes and getting fingered, but that was her rep. And I felt really bad for her. Man, how devastating. She, she, dude, but there's always that one girl who's like in sixth grade and just has like a bang and bod. And you're like, oh, no, dude, you're going to get so much negative male attention early on. Hi, Chrysler. I lost. I about lost my shit alone in the car the other day listening to you bring up Lisa Bonet and Lenny Kravitz being so hot and it's unfair. I agree. And I've been saying this shit for years to my boyfriend and he could give two fucks. Not only are the parents hot, but the kid Zoe is beautiful. I know Lisa's remarried Jason Momoa and he fucks. And now the daughter is dating Channing Tatum. What the actual fuck? I don't want kids, but could you imagine what a bucket of all that cum would go for? Anyways, love the show. <laughs> what if they just sold buckets of their cum? Ugh. Jesus. I mean, Ugh. if you get Lenny Kravitz's and Channing oh Tatum's gosh. cum mixed all together and Jason Momoa's cum, Jesus. <laughs> That'd be more expensive than gold or, or printer ink. That's the new <laughs> cryptocurrency is like celebrity hot celebrity <laughs> wait who's jason momoa that's the guy that's in the um game of thrones yeah he's yeah. that like hot yeah um uh, the, he's Damn. the prince of the dothraki, the dothraki. The of... you remember that they have your fucking nerd homie oh. it's fucking game of thrones like it's you guys dothraki. are still in the golden era yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well tom has to catch up to me because i'm into season two and he's he hasn't been catching up um, yeah, dude, look at this motherfucker. Ah, uh, it's so unfair. It's so unfair. I mean, Lisa Bonet, uh, is she not the most attractive and awesome? And then that Zoe, her daughter, I watched this horrible sh uh, series she was in on an airplane just to watch her. I was like, you are just, she's so intriguing and gorgeous. Ah. Uh. Is that her or her daughter? I can't uh, even is tell. Lisa is that Bonet. Zoe? God, yeah. I, I almost feel like she's gotten more attractive over the years. Yeah. She doesn't age. Let's see what Zoe it's all that looks like. Hot guy jizz. God she damn. Keeps her fresh. Yeah. Look at the daughter. This family's gonna take why are why see, like, why is this family not the Kardashians? Like they A hundred percent. They they deserve it. A hundred percent. And naturally, I would say that this none of these women have had. I don't know. Right. They had work done. No, yeah. Lisa Bonet looked like this in the late 80s when she was 16. I don't think she had work done. I mean, shit, I went to high school with a girl who was a model for body glove and she was a thousand times hotter than body any of glove. these cards. Body glove. It used to be a, a line of like surfing, mm. surf suits and stuff. She died tragically in a car accident, but she oh, was hot. <laughs> OK, that's all that matters. <laughs> fucking hot but yeah good looking people i don't know i don't know what it's like to be that attractive i mean i wonder if they find their own flaws like do you think they flog themselves or do you think lisa bonet wakes up and she's like yep 
I'm Lisa Bonet? Or do you think she's like, oh, I'm still I'm fat. I like, you know? Nah, I think like that family, I feel like has nothing but confidence. Like it's because <laughs> like, look, if, oh, if they guess. if they wouldn't like the, you know, if they woke up and they're like, oh, I really hate this self, this thing about me. They would just go and get surgery to fix it. You know, like the Kardashians are like, God, oh, my jaw sucks. Let me go get a new one. Get a new one. I know that surgery is no joke. Even just liposuction is no joke. It is extremely dangerous and painful from what I hear. I mean, should I just do Botox and filler? And that is a nightmare. That hurts. Right. I can't imagine doing real stuff. Oh, gosh. Okay, hold on. Let's see. Okay, I don't want to read these. Let's go. Oh, I have the best Pajitsky. Let's do Pajitsky effect. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. I know I have so many. I'm so I find I think I've just had like oh, I'm so dumb. It's like the older I get, the more I know nothing. I just know nothing about the world. I, I had do? more certainty at 23. Just okay. <laughs> so I was talking to someone about. I was like, "Oh, what'd you eat this weekend? You get? Did you do anything nasty?" It was my uh, yeah, my Pilates instructor. I was like, "What did you do?" She's like, "Oh man," she goes, "I got some frozen stuffing from Thanksgiving out of the freezer." And I ate that and I was like, like my brain exploded. I'm like, you can do that. You can fucking eat. Wait a minute. Thanksgiving food isn't for Thanksgiving time only. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. And I was like, dude, I can make stuffing for fucking Sunday dinner, bro. Like I may have to. I love stuffing so yeah. much. Wait, did you know that? Do you do that? Well, it's funny that they use the term that they use. They talk. You said stuffing in particular because my mom's stuffing is next level and we always look forward to it in thanksgiving and then like i think for someone's birthday i don't know if it was my birthday or my brother's birthday but one of us requests is like hey can you make thanksgiving stuffing for for the birthday and then we realize like wait we could just have this whenever (laughs) (laughs) i was so stupid this whole time i'm like i love stuffing so much but I'm I li- I go what but that's that's a Thanksgiving time treat like now do you do fuck. do you do American Such stuffing or do you do like a weird Hungarian Hungarian stuffing? so here's the Tell thing me Hungarian what that looks like. yeah Hungarian stuffing's gnarly because you put like gizzards in it and I hated the way it was made so I don't I actually just do straight out of the box Stouffer's American oh okay so you do American stuffing like the, I don't like, like Hungarian the, like the cornbread like globs and shit. <sighs> I just like stuffing from the box, Stouffer's. Mm. I'm sure that's just white trash. I'm sure there's way better. It is white trash. What yeah. do you do? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, my mom does everything from scratch, and she she just Corn puts bread. rice in there and cranberries and almonds and all sorts of good stuff in there. It's 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 wildly amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna learn how to do that because I I need to up my stuffing game. But the problem is I don't practice all year. I got to start practicing now. I mean, I could get my mom's recipe and, and, and give it to you if you want. Please hook sure. me up, bro. Okay. So here's some. Do we have any vo- uh, voicemail Pajitsky effects? Those are always fun to listen Ooh, to. Yeah, we got like six of them. Oh, boom. All right. Okay. Here's the first one. <laughs> oh, Bitsy's here today. She just had an opinion. What's oh, yeah? Bitsy? <laughs> She's just barking. What is it? <laughs> oh, my God. Last night I had to go sleep on the couch because both Bitsy and my husband were snoring so loud. Oh. No. I'm so tired. Doesn't doesn't Tom have the mouth guard? Yeah, but he rips right through it sometimes when he's he's he was really tired last night. Mm. We we went out for dinner. We drank a little bit too. So he was tired. Come here, Bitsy. Come here. Show the audience who you are. Come here. Come here, dum dum. Yeah. 
my little girl. Okay, let's listen to some voicemails. Let's listen to voicemails. Hey, mommy, I've got a Pazitsky effect or Pazitsky effect, I should say. As I was doing brown this morning, um, I have a bidet at home, but when I brown elsewhere, there's no bidet, and I always feel like yucky. So I um, had this realization that I can just wet the paper towel um, with a little water and wipe, Um, and that usually makes me feel a little more clean. So if you don't got a bidet, just kind of wipe your toilet paper. Thanks, Mom. You bet I'm coming up in May. Yeah. You You know know what I loved is her sincerity. (laughs) She was so slow and calculating. (laughs) And and you can wet the towel. (laughs) But, I mean, that's always confused me. I've heard Tom say that before. But, like, doesn't doesn't it just completely tear apart in your asshole once it gets there? Yeah. It's meant to dissolve in water. And also... Um, is your sink right next to your toilet. Otherwise, you're going to have to get up with an assy, with a shitty ass, walk to the sink, wet it, and then walk back. It's it's not practical. Mm. So Tom and I went to Mexico a while ago, and we had a solution. Tom had a solution. I, I will give him credit for this one. He brought wipes. Wipes. Like and wet you wipes? just wipe wet wipes, but then you throw them in the trash so you don't destroy... Mexican plumbing. I would go with the wet wipe if I don't have a bidet now. And then I just throw the shitty oh. thing into the to- into the trash. I just travel with Kirkland toilet paper. Oh, gosh. You and your Kirkland. What? But then what do you do if you don't have a bidet? Uh, look, it's always rough when you don't have a bidet. But, like, using a bidet that isn't in your own personal toilet is wild and insane to me. I, I mean, it's gross. just because the way that I use it is, like, why would you want to share this with anybody? I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, potato, potato. Yep. I guess, you know, tomato, tomato. Okay. This one says today, my daughter who's 12 spilled milk on her hoodie that she wears almost every day. Growing up, I would have rinsed it out in the tub and thrown it in the laundry. Today. I told my daughter to put it in the wash on its own. Who gives a flying F if there are or aren't more clothes that need to be washed, clean your ish and we're proud. Love you guys, and thanks for the many years of fun. You bet I'm coming up in May. So what they're saying is you can just wash one item of clothing. I never thought that. Yeah, wait, isn't that... I never even... It's crazy. It's so wasteful. It's so like, wasteful. Dude, you need, like... Oh, my God. I just... God, I know. I know. Because <laughs> I just realized the only time I do laundry what? is when I have five full loads to do. So it's like an all day thing and like my weekend's fucking ruined. <laughs> right. <laughs> Same. You have to wait until it's piled up so severely. Right. And it's going to be such a task and you're going to hate you're going to hate yourself the whole. I do. That's what I do, too. Yeah. I wait. It's like, why would I do laundry if I still <sighs> have underwear? <laughs> I, same. Oh, my God. You and I are the same. And in college, I used to have to walk down the street to the laundromat. In San Francisco, I, I, I don't, I don't, I have like one memory of doing laundry. I think I did my laundry once in college, and I was just filthy the whole time. Yeah, I hated it. That's what I do now. I go to a laundromat because <laughs> it's either I use the one that's in my building, and Ugh. but they only have one washer and one, one dryer, so it's an all day thing. Oh, or God. I have to carry a metric ton of laundry in my car, <laughs> uh, and then put it in like one of those like super duper <gasps> hotel washer so i get it done in one hour and then i dry it in one hour and then i'm home in like three hours instead of oh my day. gosh listen 
I think we should think about when you move to Austin, getting your own washer and dryer. And oh, oh yeah. I think it's on. That's oh, your I next move, dude. Oh, I have it. Like, uh, oh, the, he said? the apartment that I got, like, that was one of my, like, boxes to check. It's like, I want my yes. own washer dryer. I don't want to have to, like, wait. I don't want to have to wake up at 7 a.m. so that I beat all my neighbors <laughs> to it. <laughs> Nothing's or not having the quarters. Misery. And you know well, congratulations. You're an adult. I miss wearing hot clothes straight out of the dryer because I have not I, yeah. had the dryer like in my vicinity. So it's always cooled down by the time it's time for new clothes. Oh, I'm right. You know what fucking blew my mind? So when <laughs> any was was moving, like he, he posted some things that he was trying to get rid of. And he's just like, hey, I'm trying to get rid of this towel warmer. I'm like, what the fuck what? is a towel warmer? What's that? And he's like, it's to warm your towels so that when you get out of the out of the shower, you have a super comfy, warm towel. Wait, I don't understand. What is it? Is it a rack? It, I've seen that in a hotel. It, it's like it's like an it's like an electric trash can is what it looks like, and you just throw your towel in there and it warms it up so it feels like it just came out of the dryer. And he's Stop like, Nadav, super secret stuff. You could put your underwear in there too. I'm like, what? What? And socks in the middle of winter. Like, how did I not know this shit? I don't know this shit. Wait, I bet you can get it like Bed Bath and Beyond or something. You could get it on Amazon. You could get it wherever they sell things. Probably. Hold on, towel Damn. warmer. Let's see how much. Wherever they sell, it's things. probably like ten thousand dollars. You know? Hold on. No way. <laughs> on Amazon, it's fifty bones, dude. No way. Talk about luxury. Right. It's like a hunt. God oh damn. yeah, there's some. There's some fifty dollars. There's some ones under fifty bucks. Yeah. Omg. Holy shit. Man, what are we doing with our whole lives? What the fuck, dude? You know what I bet Tom would like is the cold towel. Like, you know, when you go to a spa and then they give you one and it's infused with lavender smells. They have cold towels? Oh, yeah. In spas, sometimes they give you a rolled cold towel and it smells like uh, eucalyptus or lavender. That's really some fancy, fancy feast. That sounds fancy as shit. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your washer dryer. That's like... That's when you've officially arrived as an adult. I'm so excited. Big deal. I'm so Big excited. Deal. I'm like I've been living in the same God. apartment for the last, I think, seven or eight years, and it's just been shit. Oh, you know, misery. And it's. I'm so excited. I'm gonna finally have like not gross carpet. I'm gonna have a balcony that I could smoke on where I don't have to leave my building to smoke. Woo! Oh, it's amazing. I didn't get a washer dryer until I was like 34, and I remember thinking I've I've arrived. Like I wept. <laughs> The day that we went to Sears and I put it on my Sears credit and I was like, this is the best day. Christina, we have the exact same timeline because I'm going to be turning (gasps) 34 right when I move into my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Mazel tov. Mazel tov. I'm so happy for you. Chag Sameach. Thank you. Yes. That is such a blessing. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, mommies. I have a Pajitsky effect for you. Um, so I'm a daughter of an immigrant, well, first generation, and I had the same bike growing up my entire life. And I have three children of my own. Summer started, and the brakes on my 10-year-old's bike broke. I found myself teaching her how to jump off of her bike before she hit a tree. Um, and after a few rounds of that, I it occurred to me, I can go get her another bike. Um, I'm glad it only took me an afternoon, but it, in all honesty, it should have happened uh, faster. So anyways, you guys can get new bikes. Stay safe. Wear your helmets. Um, All right. Love you guys. Bye. See, I know. 
Now I am getting a little nervous because I caught Ellis, you know, he's got, so Julian and Ellis, they sleep together. I got Ellis this bed that has a slide and a ladder and it's like up and he sleeps on the top. And then we put a bed down the bottom for Juju. So they sleep together and it's the cutest thing in the world. And like, just makes me weep with joy that they're so into each other. It's so cute. But I caught Ellis jumping off the bed and onto the floor and like, Dude, he's like such a hellion that so I'm I'm contemplating just I told him, I said, listen, man, if I see you do that again, I'm going to take that mattress up there. I'm going to put it on the floor and I'm going to take this bed away because uh, I just don't. He's going to break his little ankles because he is tiny. You know, he's little tiny little five year old legs. Yeah. You know, those, know those rough hands love jumping off of shit. Fuck. I know. And he's been good. I know. And he's been good about using the ladder or the slide the whole time because I've yelled, I've drilled it into him since we got it. So I think I'm going to have to take it away, but I want them to sleep together because it's cute. So maybe I get them two beds that like meet up, you know, so they can still bro down. Oh, like head to head type deal? Yeah. Right. Or is there something I'm not thinking of? Is there something cool I could get them? Like, well, I mean, you could, I love, I shared a, I shared a room with my siblings growing up and it was always the beds were side by side. Side by side. Like, I mean, it wasn't like pushed together. So it's like two twins make a queen. But it was like one twin was on one side of the room and then the other twin was on the other side of the room. Like Lucy and Ricky. Is that how they is that how they slept? <laughs> yeah, I love Lucy because the practices, standards and practices wouldn't let them sleep in the same bed because oh. it implied sexual activity. <laughs> right. So they slept in separate beds. And when she was pregnant, they had to sleep in separate beds. It's really cool. <laughs> so weird wait really yeah that's why they slept in separate beds um i dream of genie you'll notice that she could never show her belly button because that was considered oh my lewd. god uh-huh they really yeah, are in separate bed they're yeah, like roommates totally. yeah <laughs> america's Holy first shit. married couple yeah also little known fact ricky ricardo so I know so much about them. I'm obsessed with them. So Lucy and Ricky, Lucy started off as a radio show. I think the radio show was called like my favorite husband or something. And CBS approached her, wanted to do a sitcom. And she goes, yes, I want to do it. But I want my husband, Ricky, to play my husband on the show. Because at the time he was in a band and he was philandering and he was banging everything on the road. And she wanted to keep him around. And so the network goes, yeah, but we don't know who this guy is. He's some Cuban. Nobody wants to see, you know, uh, some Cuban guy on TV. No way. So they did it as a stage play. They did it for like, a, I don't know, a few months. And it was really successful. And then it became a hit. And then Ricky goes, because back then they used to air a sitcom once and then toss it away. So you would never see it again. You would see the show once and it would disappear. So Ricky goes to the network. Hey, give me all the tapes of these shows. I want to show them to our children one day. And what does he do? He in invents syndication and he sells them to like the East coast so they can rebroadcast and the guy invents syndication. That's the story I heard. Oh, I, God damn. I did not know that bright guy. And Ricky is credited with inventing the multicam system. I don't know how true that is, but yeah, God he goes damn. set up three cameras. So he was quite an innovator and they didn't give him credit because he was just some dumb Cuban guy, right? Who's an immigrant, but smart guy, but a bit of a philander. And I think there, she was a big booze bag and stuff too. Very goes, interesting. Very interesting. <laughs>
All right. What other Pajitsky effects? Yeah, do we, we have? got some more. Hold on. Hey, mommy. This is Blaine from Oregon calling in with a Pajitsky effect. So I do a lot of driving for work, and I like to keep snacks in my car. But I oh, always yeah. find that I never eat the fucking snacks. <laughs> I uh, I have a Cliff Bar or something, and then I'll look at it and think, oh no, I better save that for if I get hungry, even though I'm fucking starving. So I just don't know why I'm so R-worded. It's totally ridiculous, and I'm a total fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, just had to let you know. Thanks, mommy. Just let me beat me. That makes me laugh so hard because I know what you're saying. Because it's like you have your snack. Yep. You're in case. You're just in case emergency snack. And in your mind, you're like, well, that's for the emergency of having to eat. I can't eat that now. That's the emergency snack. <laughs> yeah, dog. It's, you know, what's funny is that I've always, it's not just with car snacks. I feel like there's so many things that you're like, no, no, no. I got to set up future Nadav with that gift. Present Nadav <laughs> doesn't get that gift. And then you just fuck yourself out of stuff that you like. And you just always push it forward until it's just like, oh, the thing I bought is like bad now and rotting. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's wearing the clothes that you want to wear. Like, I can't wear this today because I'm going to save that for a special occasion. Or, yeah, or using right. a product. It's just they expire and then it's done and then you didn't use them. Yeah. I have a, I have a white That's suit so jacket cool. and white pants to match that I've never worn. But I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> I'm going to wear this one day and I'm going to crush it. And it's just like everything that I'm like, nah, I can't wear a fucking white suit to this thing. You don't deserve that. Yeah. Who wears a white suit? I know. It's so sad. God damn it. Ugh, how we treat ourselves. Well, man, I suggest caller. So I got this great idea from Dr. Jessica Hockman. Her mother gave me this idea of buying a cooler on Amazon, like a little cloth. Just, you know what I mean? One of those bent boxes. You just unzip. Oh, like one of those lunchbox you, things? Yeah. Super easy. And then you put the, you can just throw the whole thing in, in the freezer at the end of the night. So you're not like taking out a, you know, you're not, it's not a big to do. And then you just cut up fruits and vegetables or whatever it is, put it in there. And then you're good to go every single day. So you can, re or you can just put a, you know what you can do? Oh my God, this one's, this one's wild. You can buy an entire box of Cliff Bars. What? You can, you can buy an entire box of Cliff Bars and keep the box in your truck and then just take from that. Did you know you can just buy a box of like protein bars or whatever? From you could have a supply of things that's just for the car. Oh yeah. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause like, <laughs> hmm. Right, you can keep water in your trunk. You know, it's fine. I have the water in my trunk, but I thought water is the only thing that you could keep in there. Everything else is like, no, that belongs in a kitchen cupboard. <laughs> huh. Rules, guys. Rules to life. Big rules. All right. Do we have another one? Yeah, we got a couple more. So excited. Hey, Christine. Uh, I have a Pajitsky effect that's also a mom hack. I was hmm. storing all of my kids bibs, spoons, bowls um, in little uh, cabinets that were at their height. And so these spoons, bowls, and bibs were always all over the house because they get in there and they throw them around. And then it occurred to me that I could store them somewhere else where they can't reach them, and then they yeah. won't be all over the house. I've applied this to other things, like their toys that have a million pieces. I oh put away a lot of the toys and just leave out, like, three of the pieces in a set of something so that there aren't toys all over the house and oh. I will bring them out when they're older and know how to put them away themselves. 
uh, keep them high yep. and tight. That's a good one. Oh, Mitzi agrees with that one. The toys and the pieces of toys. Ugh, it's always a nightmare. Shut up. What are you, what are you barking at, dum dum? The, to the toys and the pieces of toys, the bits of toys. I just get so frustrated. I just throw them out. I just fucking throw them out. If something isn't complete, I'm like, I'm done. I can't. I cannot. I cannot do it. Um, yeah. Well, very good. Okay, let me read some sure. that I got too. These are great. I experienced a Pajitsky effect recently when I'm driving and it's really sunny out. I wear my sunglasses on top of my regular glasses. <laughs> if anyone is in the car with me, I always get shit for it. It recently occurred to me that I could just buy prescription sunglasses. <laughs> so I ordered two pairs and driving in the sun will become a little easier in five to 10 business days. <laughs> Oh, what a country. What a country. Do you have those, Nadal? Yeah, I mean, I had a Pajitsky effect. Not just that I could get prescription glasses, but that I could get glasses. Because my, <laughs> oh, yeah. my eyesight was getting so bad. I'm like, well, I guess I'm just getting older. And uh, <laughs> and then I went to the yeah. to the doctor, and then he gave me glasses. I'm like, oh, yeah, the world is in HD. I forgot that it could be like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, t I constantly let my eyes get bad, 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 bad. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I can update these. I can update this whole thing. Oh, homie, do it like once a year, once every other year. You, I know. It's a breath of fresh air when you're like, oh, that's what it's like <laughs> to see everything you want to see. Because like now it's at a, it used to be like, because these glasses yeah. are still kind of new, you know? Like I've had them for maybe, yeah. I've had glasses for maybe three years. And it used to be where like I stopped watching foreign movies on netflix so i'm like oh i can't read the subtitles from where i lie down in bed so i just oh my deprived God. myself from anything that had things that i needed to read <laughs> i had another pajitsky effect too um there's a pair of black pants that i've owned for about a decade and i love them like i love them but the zipper broke about seven years ago and i keep I keep, you know, like I keep holding on to these pants because I'm like, I love these pants. These are like perfect black slacks. I'm going to hold on to them. I finally got the zipper fixed. I wore them last night for the first time in seven years. And I was like, oh, you can just take these to the dry. <laughs> and you can fix the zipper instead of just being like, I, I, those are my favorite pants. Can't wear them. Zipper's gone. Can't wear them. Zipper's broken. Too bad. I can't wear these pants. Zipper's broken. Like. How and I and I've moved a lot in seven years and I've taken these pants from home to home to home and they finally got fixed. Oh, such an idiot. Yeah. Again, some fixed after it being broken for a long time. Oh, like, my God. Why did I wait so long? Why did I wait so long? It was like a, it's a $15 affair. I could have just freaking done it. Right. <sighs> anyway, let's close on a what would Christina P do? I mean, we haven't done this in a while. Oh yeah, what would Christina we have a V-mail? P do Christine P. Let's do a V-mail and then we'll do the email. Out. You got mom questions? CP's oh, got question. mom answers. What Such would Christina P do? All right, so here's the first. What would Christina P do? Or actually, this okay. is our only voicemail. Okay. Hey Hitler, just calling in. I am a 32-year-old mom of a six-month-old, and I'm just wondering when. It is this going to be consistently enjoyable? Mm. I feel like everyone says, oh, it's like after, after that newborn stage, you know, and they get older, it, you know, starts to be fun and they start sleeping better and 
everything is just wonderful. And I just don't feel like anything's wonderful. I feel like I'm fucking tired and this baby <laughs> is fussy and he's a wild child. And I just, I just wonder coming from your standpoint, when, when does things truly get better? Hmm. All right. Thanks mommies. See you in May. So interesting because I was just thinking about this last night. I was just thinking about this. So I think what, when it gets better is relative to the mother. Some women love newborn stage. Some women really thrive in that first year. I personally do not. I don't like the newborn phase. Um, not that I don't love my newborn. Obviously I do, but it's so much work. And for me, very anxiety producing because they're so helpless and they're so little and they can't talk. And I just, that part kills me. So for me, I start to calm down and enjoy things when the child can speak or at least begin to communicate verbally. So that happens around, you're not really there. I give yourself another, when they hit one, then they can, they like to walk. They're starting to become a little more independent and you will start to relax. So I think once around walking and talking comes, I say 13, 15 months is when I relaxed enough with Ellis to, to the point of going, okay, I can have a second kid. Like, okay, I, I got it. I like it now. I got through the worst of it. The worst of it for me was the first year. The total first year is extremely anxiety producing. Um, but what you can do to make your life happier and better is sleep train. Uh, for, uh, for us, that was extremely effective to have that baby on a schedule. So that means um, I'll give you an example of what that looked like. The kid is up at 6.30 a.m., right? If they're about six months old, I think they're still doing two or three naps. Up at seven, breakfast, and then playtime, and then nap around 9.30, 10. Up again, playtime, feeding, nap again. Playtime, feeding, nap, little baby nap around five, and then bedtime again. So that way, you know, at least in these harder months, hey, you know when your break is coming. Nap time is right around the corner. So that's mom time. So that's how I got through those tougher times. And then by the time they drop that, the naps is, you know, relative to the kid, but then you've got a two-year-old. And by the time you've got a two-year-old, for me, that's great. I really take a sigh of relief. By the time they're four, whoa, I loved four. By the time my kids, by Ellis turning four, it was just the best. Now they're totally toilet trained. You can just throw them in a car and go. You don't have to pack the ridiculous diaper bag. And they're fun and they talk and they've got ideas and you're communicating clearly. It's just a blast. And I can't, I love it, love it, love it. Even my three-year-old now, Julian's so much easier. Love it, love it. So give yourself a few more months, wait until they hit one, see how you feel. But in order to get to one, sleep train. And that means put their life on a schedule so your life has order too. Because if you're always at, in mommy mode of just constant blob service, like you're always there, you're going to be so unhappy and so miserable because you don't get any breaks. You need to schedule those um, and right. take frequent breaks. Get the fuck out of the house to manage this horrible time. I know. Um, right. and it'll Setting get up fun. boundaries and stuff. Boundaries. And all sorts of like structure, like stuff structure. so that it's like, a, yeah, it's not just chaos all the time. That's what it feels like when when you're not on a schedule on a routine, I think is chaos. 
So get that and you're going to feel a lot happier. And then as far as enjoyability, once they start sitting up and becoming a tad more independent, yeah, six months is right about when it starts to get a little easier, I think. And from what oh, I, it's so tough. From what I understand, also, like, yeah. especially with kids, it's toughest in the beginning and then it just keeps on getting better oh, it's rad. and better. Like, I was so talking to, to someone really close to me who has kids and, uh, like, they would start every conversation with, like, man, don't have kids. And, like, one time... <laughs> One time I called him out on it. I was like, what's going on, man? Do you like your kid? <laughs> and yeah. he was just like, look, this like I read this statistic or, the, you know, this uh, this survey where it was people that have kids, although they are more or less like they're unhappier than their single counterparts, yeah. th- that switches once you get into the later years. So like yes. your your peak for happiness is way, is exponentially higher than someone that doesn't have kids. Right. So what you're saying is I think I think what that means is like the early years are so right. draining. And then the pay like what is is huge once they hit I hear the golden age with kids is like seven, seven to twelve or something is just like that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. I like I said that I'm still in the weeds with Julian, three years old. He's three. So I always every time he's sick or like something's happening, I'm like, one more year. I have one more year until I hit four. For me, it's four. And I'm like golden I fucking love four dude right. it's like because they're starting fun. to take stuff off your plate right it's like you don't yeah, need they, to do everything yeah mommy i want water get it yourself you know how to get your damn water mommy mommy how do i turn on tv let me show you mommy i want to microwave something great let me teach you and they want to learn they want to be independent and they're learning they you have to teach them everything it's so funny like it's literally just like what is uh you know what's a douchebag i taught him that we're watching a TV show. Oh, oh, he's been calling me a cracker because of we watched Pixels, that movie. And he's like, you cracker. I'm like, you can't call people cracker. Ellis is just calling you guys crackers? <laughs> yeah. Because I yell <laughs> at him in the in the monitors at night. I can see them on the, the app, you know, my Nest app. And I'll fucking yell at them. I'll be like, hey, get in bed. He's like, shut up, you cracker. <laughs> can't call me a cracker. Jeez. Yeah, how do you? We saw it in Pixels. How do you curb that? You go. You can. I go. What I say is, I don't believe that words are good or bad. There are just words that will get you in trouble if you say them in at school. So you can't. There's just words you can't say at school. You can't say at home until you're 16. Period. Simple. And he doesn't at school. He's not saying. I I haven't heard that he's saying f bomb or cracker or anything at school. Not bad. So, Pretty good rule. So far, yeah, they're not inherently bad words. I don't believe that. Just not very practical. Uh, yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk, my my beloved Gary V. Um, I'm such a fan of his, and he curses like I do constantly. And on his Instagram, there's always that asshole asking him, why do you have to curse so much? And he's like, look, this is how I talk. You know, Gary's way more wound up than me. I just fucking say fuck a lot, okay? That's how I fucking talk. Is it gonna Is it going to lose me an audience? Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. And they're like, what if your children curse? And he's like, okay, well, I guess they're, they're going to curse at school. Big deal. That to me is not that big of a deal. Getting in trouble for cursing is not a big fucking deal. I'm like, yeah, I agree. I, that's not a character flaw. But for some yeah. people, cursing is the end of the world. I imagine Chris Larson in your home, you could not curse, right? I imagine <laughs> your father was not pro-cursing. Um, I wasn't allowed to curse. Um, yeah. But that doesn't mean I didn't, um, especially at school, curse all the time. Right. You cursed at school? 
Yeah, with around my friends, not to the teachers, but like just okay, my they didn't yeah. hear you. Yeah, um, at a certain point that does change. I think once you like out of the house and stuff, that they give up. They give up. Like they they don't like hearing you curse, but they give up. They're not going to correct yeah. you on it at a certain point, which is what yeah. happened with me. It's bad because I love it when he curses when and, and Ellis and Julian curse. Like Julian would be like, "God fucking damn it!" and I'll be like. <laughs> And I, then I have to pretend like I don't like it. Like, no, like, bad, okay. Julian. No, you can't. Bad. Do that. That's that's bad. God damn it! Like he just repeats everything you say. Fucking shit. <laughs> I don't know. Not that big of a deal for me personally, but uh, what can you do? All right, I'm gonna do one more. I'm gonna do this. Uh, what would Christina P do? And then we'll. I gotta roll out. I gotta eat my tacos. My talks came. I'm a first time mom to a one and a half year old boy, and he loves naming body parts since he's still little i shower with him and he started pointing to my vagina and i've been stumbling for a word we call his penis a willy and i was wondering if you had a different name other than vagina that you've taught your boys i think we should use proper terms but he's just so small love your show you bet i'm coming up in may vancouver island mom so uh my three-year-old loves and that you'll find this happen with both my boys i don't know if this is universal but they love discovering who in the house has a penis and who has a vagina. Daddy has a penis. Mom has a vagina. Does mom have a penis? And then I have to say, no, mom has a vagina because gender is binary and um, there are men and women. Thank you, science. So, um, yeah, yes, they're very intrigued with genitals. Very normal. Very wonderful. I just use the standard word. They can't say vagina. That's how Julian says it, vagina. But I know that he's going to say it right eventually. And uh, I like the proper words, penis, vagina. He can't get in trouble at school for saying penis or vagina. So I think that's useful. And I also don't want to create any sort of shame with uh, nicknames. For some reason, I get I get the feeling that people are nervous about their genitals and they don't want to say the proper word so it's out of nervousness or shame that we say a willy or we say peener it's embarrassing i get it uh, but it shouldn't be it's just a, it's another body part just like your arm or your leg you wouldn't call your arm you know an army or a flibber flabber you know it's a fucking arm penis is your penis so i say go for the regular science uh, scientific terms what did your parents did you call yours a, a halva or something a <laughs> a a halva? that's dessert that's a dessert no. i love those um halvas. let's see what do we call it uh the hebrew word for it was either zayn or bulbul uh, is that the sounds like a nickname the bulbul bulbul i think is actually a type of bird <laughs> yeah um, same but- in spanish pajarito is a penis but yeah, Zine, actually, fuck, what is the actual real word? I know Hungarian is fitchy. fitchy. Oh yeah, schmackle is Yiddish. Schmackle. Um, Jesus, I don't think I know the, the actual like scientific like word for penis and vagina. I don't think I do either in it's Hungarian. It's just, there's Zine and then vagina is kus, but I know that translates that to sounds, pussy. <laughs> yeah, same, I know Hungarian, punzi, and punzi I think is like pussy too, I don't think it's right. And right. then Fuji is dick, but I'm sure that's not. Right. Because the way that you'd call uh, a girl hot is you'd call them a kusit, which literally just means <laughs> like a hot piece of pussy. <laughs> God damn, dude. No, yeah, it, it's vile. Oh, not really. <laughs> pussy. Chris, what did you call your your ding dong growing up? Um, I'm, I think 
think maybe like you guys didn't pee pee or something like that. You're pee pee. And see, now look at you. You're all shamed and weird. Is that what's that? And I said, now look at you. You're all weird about your pee pee. My pee pee? You mean my, my penis? Penis and mean? girls, yeah, sending you pictures of their anuses. Yeah, my that's, mother that's was real a, weird of me. <laughs> anus. Yeah, fucking loosen up. You don't like pictures of beeholes? Jeez. I don't think I want to see pictures of beeholes either. It's not as attractive as you think it is. No. Jesus, lighten up, guys. Beeholes are pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we'll leave it at beeholes are pretty cool. Uh, I love you. Thank you for for watching the show. Let's repeat the phone numbers and the emails. Yeah. Native. Um, The email is where my mom's at at gmail.com. And the phone number is 213-375-5184. Nice. So go ahead and drop me a email, uh, uh, an email. If you have a what would Christina P do, a mom hack, a Pajitsky effect, anything, anything at all. I think it's all very fun and interesting, the world we live in. And um, subscribe to the show on YouTube if you like it. And that way you'll be notified every time uh, this one drops. Thank you, Booth Boys. You guys are my favorite. I miss you all. I can't wait to see you here in Tejas. We miss you too. We can't wait. Yeah, you're the best. I love your shirt today, Nadal. Very spirited. All right. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at.